Hey, hey campers. campers! Welcome back to Camp Reality. I'm Serena. And I'm Lana. Welcome back, campers. Uh, Trainers episode, I think this is eight. We're getting close to the end. Serena and I just recorded an hour-long Bachelor podcast, and we are, like, delirious. So um, this should be a fun one, honestly. Yeah, and then per usual trader time, obviously we're actually starting the episode off with Taylor Swift news because that's, oh, that's yeah. what we do. <laughs> so, y'all, we have not talked to you since the Super Bowl. Um, I need I need you guys to understand the amount of things that Mother has given us since the last time we have done a Traders episode. It's like too much to process. Like of course, Travis Kelsey wins the Super Bowl. Of course, we get reactions of her and like the winning and them on the field afterwards and him being like, I can't believe you flew halfway across the world. And and like her saying jet lag is a choice. Oh my gosh, we got so much. And then we see they're at an after party and you're like, oh my gosh, oh, what? And they're singing Love Story together and you belong with me. She points to him and and herself. She's like, you be the prince and I'll be the princess. What? That is like high school to crowd. You belong with Incredible. me. Like in the DJ. The chain smokers adding that to their set list. I have to say like, let me, let's explain this for the new Swifties, non-Swifties, why this whole relationship is a big deal. And it is because for the last six years, okay, we had Yogurt Boy, um, we had Joe Alwyn and Joe, he, you know, he, they weren't photographed together. They never walked a red carpet together. Um, they just were never seen. Hardly and seen they in were, public. She, she was always telling us like, well, we want to have a private relationship, like blah, blah, blah. But if we know Taylor, well, we know that she loves to shine. Right. And she, I think what you need to understand people is we went from her being the woman who was dancing on top of a table at the Met Gala with Tom Hiddleston. Oh, icon. From that and him wearing an I Love TS like t-shirt to Joe Alwyn not even wanting to answer what his favorite Taylor Swift song was in an interview. No. They were such a weird couple. I never understood it. She, I think he was great for her during her, the pandemic years when she was off writing folklore and evermore. Um, Do I think that he needs a writing credit? She, he won a Grammy y'all because he was part of the like writing team. And to that, I say, did he like just do a little ditty on the piano? And she was like, you wrote a song with me. Cause it's kind of, I think she like threw him a bone there. There's no way this man wrote an actual song that's on that album. (laughs) Yeah, no, she's like, I feel like she's one of those, and she's so encouraging, and like, she's like this way with Travis, she's like, you're amazing, you're the best, blah, blah, blah. and it makes sense, because he's the tight end of the winning Super Bowl team. He's actually the best. He's actually, like, by definition, the best, and the so best. like, her, her energy makes sense in this relationship, but I feel like she gave that energy to Yogurt Boy Joe Alwyn as well, and was just like, mm-hmm. you're the best honey and yeah he's not he's not, he's not. she she told him he was with friends it's it was not good no he was also in the favorite and he was not good in that either but i have to say like she probably spent so much time hyping him up you're the best you're the best like you know blah 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 but he never said that she was the best at her craft like i don't he was never he never showed us support he only 
And then my theory is that he wanted her to retire. And then she's like, no, no, I'm doing the heiress tour. And like, I'm doing it. Um, And I think it was probably the heiress tour or me. There's also rumors that he cheated on her, which let's get into this mashup. Yeah, I was about to say the mashup. Amazing segue. (laughs) Okay, so she's in Australia and she does surprise songs. First of all, we get You're Losing Me for the first time ever live. So good. Which I think speaks in red. She does You're Losing Me in red. And then the next night, she does a mashup of Getaway Car, which I was very upset about because Getaway Car is one of my, it's like my favorite song on my least favorite album. And I've never heard it live. Anyways, Getaway Car mixed with August mixed with the other side of the door. Now, I think you and I could spend like an hour dissecting this, but let's try to keep it yes. to like eh, a couple minutes. The okay. first thing to note here is that August is in the set list. So her yeah, wild feeling choice. the need to sing it on guitar in a mashup, like automatically you're like, Taylor is telling us something because that choice makes no sense. You know, the last time she it did does. a mashup, it was um, Out of the Woods and, um, oh gosh, the song from the Vault. Oh, one of the Vault songs. One of the Vault songs. Um, say Don't Go. No. Uh, Is it Say Don't Go? We don't so. talk. No. What's the one? It's like. Oh my gosh, my brain just froze. I was singing it the other day. But anyways, the the point is she did it because on TikTok, everybody else was already doing it. Like there is a huge gap in the song where like a part of Out of the Woods fits perfectly into the song. And so she did it. This mashup, I have never heard it before. I don't know anybody else who's tried it. I don't hear Getaway Car and go, oh my gosh, that sounds so much like August. No. No. She's telling us things. She is telling us. She's the mastermind. She's telling us. August, um, for our newer Swifties or non-Swifties, August, the whole song is about a three-person relationship, um, mm-hmm. about being the other woman, uh, you know. Yeah. And it was just an interesting choice. Like you said, it's on the set list already. So, like, the specific lines that she chose were very specific. Yes. And my, you know, not, this is not a unique theory, but she is telling us all the things that Joe did to her before we get the, you know, heartbreak album. And at, I think it was the show before she did this mashup, she said that Tortured Poets Department, um, her new album that comes out April 19th, is, was a lifeline to her during, like, yeah. for what she was going through. She's like, I just have never needed songwriting more in my life than, than this. And, and I needed to make this album. And that's a crazy statement coming from someone who made a reputation. Um, right. And right. so many of her other albums, like, I'm sorry, the person who wrote Dear John, like this, this is more of the lifeline. Um, Alter Will 10 Minute Version, like this is, th- you needed this, this more. more. And it's so it's just a little that's crazy to me. I've, to think I've seen lots of theories about like, is, you know, is this new album? Is it like the chronological order of like their relationship, you know, right. being yeah, destroyed midway through uh-huh. is like goodbye London or so long London or whatever. Um, right. And so I'm very interested. Also, she changed her surprise song rule that she now she can sing them more than once. And I just have to say this girl will do anything to get away from singing London boy. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so true. But like, can we just for like I we just need to go back to this mashup for a little bit. Like, oh yes, I was way... getting the whole mashup over to okay, you because good. it is okay, okay, it was hard okay. for you. Okay, so <laughs> the way 
that getaway car is about a, like leaving a relationship basically like I'm kind of cheating I need to get out of this relationship so that's a triangle right and then August is about being the other person in the relationship mm-hmm. and the other side of the door is about being the person that got cheated on she completes the triangle by putting all three songs together the holy trinity if you will the- holy songs. like what like it's not a melodic reason she does not put these songs together because their melodies all go together she puts these songs together because she is telling us a full view of the story so i'm gonna pull up the tweet that puts together the like the combo of words so she says like you know nothing good starts in a getaway car da 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 everybody knows that um, I can see you lost in the memory. August slipped away into a moment of time because it was never mine. I can see you twisted in bed sheets. August slipped away like a bottle of wine because you were never mine. We were jet set Bonnie and Clyde until I switched to the other side. So it's like a little bit of August goes back to getaway car. And then the, the lyrics from the other side of the door that she picks. Okay. She says, um, you know, I was crying in the getaway car, said goodbye in the getaway car with your face and the beautiful eyes and the conversation with the little white lies and the faded picture of a beautiful night you carried me from your car down the stairs and I broke down crying was she worth this mess after everything and that little black dress after everything I must confess I need you so dead for a few reasons deceased Am I the only one who just like saw the word conversation and was like, conversation with friends? What? <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but two, there's all of these rumors going on that Joe Alwyn was like secretly maybe cheating on Taylor with his co-star. I don't remember her name. Her name doesn't matter. And like this idea that maybe he left her for her and like they had all these photos. Like she posted a photo of him soon after the breakup and it's like, no, we were just friends. And it's like, was she worth it in that little black dress? And someone tweeted about that. And Joe's like sister or some sibling, somebody related to Joe liked the tweet. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember who, but that's my recap. Someone's brother's cousin liked the tweet. Um, this is how delusional <laughs> we are. Um, there was also something that's like the cover of Tortured Poets is like something about her finding these like risque photos of Joe and the co-star yeah. like at the Bowery Hotel his um, yeah. pen name on her songs is William Bowery um and it was like something about the bed sheets I don't know so yeah. I'm very curious but back to the whole like Taylor and Travis and why it matters I've just we've never had a boyfriend of hers a current boyfriend Taylor Lauder hypes her up like nobody's business but a current partner of her just like kind of understand who she is and understand the magnitude of, yeah. of who she is and how much she means to people um, and also, like, Travis is it's just fun because we get to know his side of the family. Jason is very fun. Also, we've never had a partner of hers have a podcast that he just, like, openly talks about what's happening. We're used to Yogurt Boy where we didn't know – we still don't know – anything about their relationship I know nothing about him like literally I know nothing does he have siblings I I couldn't tell you I know one nothing. likes the tweet so he must but you, know, but you know what I know about Travis Kelsey he has a brother and I know his sister-in-law's name I mean we know his we know his nieces and nephews we know everything I love it I love it so much I love it we don't have royals this is our royal family to us and I don't know it's just nice to see this is like all American the boy the pop star I don't know we just we love 
love. And I don't know, her blowing kisses at him while they were like, while he was getting his trophy. And she's like tearing up while he's screaming, Viva Las Vegas. I'm like, oh my God, like, what? Like, this man gets those words. She's like, with Donna, like, I, Holy I love that. Yes. Like, I loved walking it. around the field I loved together. Her parents were also there, which I loved. I loved her. She, our homegirl. Mm. I loved the panning between Taylor and the different celebrities that were at the Super Bowl. You had Taylor like chugging a beer on the jumbotron. I'm like, that's our girl. Our girl's back. And then you have they pan to the Kardashians, uh, like two point five so million dollars suite, <laughs> and Justin and Haley Bieber were there too. They looked so incredibly bored. But Taylor's having the time of her life. She's genuinely there supporting someone, and you know we'll see him soon. I'm sure we'll see him on the Eras tour soon. But I yeah. need I need him. I need Scott Swift. Yeah. I need Jason. I need them all in the tent. I need the nieces in outfits. I need it. Okay. Speaking of Scott Swift, can we then talk about that we got a public acknowledgement of Travis as her boyfriend in the form of a TikTok, where from the club, yes. she like films Travis and then over to her parents sitting in the club being like, they said she's like, everybody should club with their parents. <laughs> <laughs> like Scott Swift is obsessed with Travis Kelsey. I saw somewhere else that supposedly in Australia, everybody's wearing Travis Kelsey jerseys and he's like stalking Cute. people and taking their photos. <laughs> Sending them to him. Also, this is conspiracy theory, but many girls have noticed, Swifties have noticed that Scott only films horizontally. And we also have her brother who only films horizontally. So they're like, they've been instructed to film horizontally for a future documentary. Okay, I truly, the amount of money I would pay for the Scott Swift footage, it's like I would give up my house for Finger that. in the like, lens or something. <laughs> Like, that man is always filming. He is always filming. I love it. I love how supportive he is. It's like, he's yeah, literally like, it's cute. my daughter is Taylor Swift. Like, he films her the way, a, like, a dad films, like, his daughter at, like, her eighth grade dance recital. He's like, like basketball game. Yeah. There's a crowd here for you. Like, every time. I just love I that love she it. gets, like, those grainy videos. It must just keep her humble. Not that she needs to be humble because she she just naturally seems like a very nice person um and i don't know i love them i would be i would be shocked if we didn't get some sort of documentary with all of the re-recordings that are happening with the heiress yeah. who are behind like there's so much happening in her life that's so fascinating that like she is the queen of capitalism i think we will get something but i mean yeah. it's still happening y'all and the the Eras tour is like through 2024. Like we've got a long time. So, you know, maybe 2025 what, a documentary. What happens to the Eras tour when the poet, I can't remember the album title right now. I want to say the Dead Poets Society. The Tortured Poets Department. Do they add in? They have to add in because she's going to want to play like, all those songs. So like what happens? She like, does she get rid of some of Midnight's? Like, what happens? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, I guess. We'll find out after April 29th or whatever. But, like, April 19th. Holy set list. We must, um, we must get, like, a couple new. She must ha- add a couple from that album. I don't know. We could. I'm trying to think of anything I'd want to cut. I'm like, no, they're all fun. No, nothing. I'm still upset that they don't have anything on debut. Like, I, how do we What is she going to do when that re-recording comes out? Oh my gosh. I can't wait for that re-recording. I am manifesting in the world a duet with Kelsey Ballerini on a vault track and a Tim McGraw one. 
That's all. Oh, that's all I'm saying. Um, also, we you know, Beyonce's in her ye- in her yeehaw era, so like I would love a little Beyonce Taylor oh. collab at some point. But like, um, would it be, be so on good. a vault track of debut? No, it wouldn't be. It needs to be on <laughs> Beyonce's new album. Beyonce also has new music. This is the year of the girly girls because we get Taylor new music. We get uh, Casey Musgraves new music. We get Beyonce. We get Dua Lipa. We get a bunch. And it's just going to be fun. The year of the girl continues in 2024. Yes. The year of the girl just keeps happening. We're driving. But, you know, it's been 18 minutes. So let's get into what we're here to talk about, which is the Traders episode eight and this was a good episode i love it so this was wild i loved it so <laughs> much um it was so good i felt very upset right on the front of who they ended up murdering i was very upset mm-hmm. so i think like we just let's, need to dive in let's dive um, into it so our eligible it. murder victims were bergie trishel kate and mj and then poverty but you know She's not going to murder herself. She's a traitor. Whatever. So everyone is entering. I put everyone is entering the murder breakfast room. The murder reactions breakfast room. As I should say. That is what it is. And Phaedra already comes out with some great one-liners. She's in the room with a few other people. Peter isn't in the room yet. And she's talking about. She's shit talking Peter. The same thing. Yeah, the Sherlock Holmes of it all. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, you can be Sherlock Holmes, but don't be Sherlock the dick. She rolls her eyes. Literally, what? What? Is so funny. Um, Phaedra Parks. I if Phaedra's a fan, it's me. Yeah. What? What was she eating this episode? Was this the one where she's like, I need my jam or something? Like she's always like, "Mm, that was good. Yeah, she's talking. One episode she wanted an egg, and then I think she had a piece of toast with jam on it, and she's like, mm, that's good. Like, she says it while everyone else is, like, reacting. This is why Phaedra has to have a better poker face in that breakfast room with the murders, because she's just, like, talking about breakfast, and everyone else is like, yeah. Um, this version of a poker face is her being like, food! <laughs> we have some, like, funny ITM moments. Sandra's talking to us about how she's, like, dead set on taking poverty out, but then we get Kevin also talking about poverty and you know kevin is beautiful but he's not smart and he the mispronunciation of her name i just need poverty to come on the screen and tell us how to say her name because i'm saying poverty we call her parmesan cheese Kevin say, calls if, her. if everyone just said parmesan cheese like us it'd be fine yeah parmesan cheese okay kevin's like i need i also want to take out and he says poverty like the poverty line like living in poverty so does phaedra <laughs> phaedra often calls her so poverty my favorite is Um, like i watch it with captions and there was one time where like literally on the screen it said poverty like (laughs) it's it's bad um another great itm moment is kate i love kate she was like i don't know why everyone's being so nice to each other i would throw someone in a moat for ten (laughs) dollars wants these people out i love her she gives no care. She has zero cares. I love it so no, much. She, she's great. But let's get into it. I am emotional because they voted out Bergie. Not my Bergalicious. Yes. I don't, I, I, I thought in this moment, is there something wrong with me? Because I literally was like, not Bergalicious. How could Phaedra possibly kill Bergalicious? And then I was like, Serena, this is a reality television show. They are in a fake castle and no one is actually dead. Calm down. 
Um, I have to give a shout out to whoever made the Valentine meme on Twitter that was like, roses are red, Valentine, uh, roses are red, violets are blue. Not my Burgalicious was problematic for you. <laughs> that was so good. I love that one. Oh, um, so fun. So funny. Uh, Alan walks in with his breakfast time look, his murder look. Mm, yeah, it is like walk it down for a us. Blanket scarf. I don't know, like fully wrapped around him with this like giant gem brooch. I don't know. It's like pinned on the front of it, and it looks. Uh-huh wild and then he's got like a little pink beret on and little cutie glasses i just i love alan's look so much they're so good i love him ellie gould just ellie gould other notable other notable look is kevin has like the deepest v the smallest t-shirt he could possibly buy with the deepest v happening i you're about to see his nipple it get a bigger shirt he may have borrowed that from someone but i thought that was hilarious were you um, surprised by the Burgalicious murder? No, because I knew they needed to take out someone from his posse. I was surprised. I guess I'm surprised that they had, well, okay. Of the the two that they would have chosen, it was Bergie or Trishel was who was really going to be down to. They were no, there's no way to murder Kate. Why would you do that? And MJ doesn't do anything. She doesn't contribute at all. So that would be right. a throwaway. I would, Trishel kind of would have made more sense to me, I guess. I, I don't know, do. because she's so on to them but i don't know if they know that she's on to them right i guess that is part of it are they aware she's on to them because like as the outside members we're like get rid of trishelle not everybody believes trishelle yet and hasn't heard her theories so like get rid of her before everybody yeah. can but on the other side it's like if you murder trishelle then people are going to be like mm, she must have been right she spoke too soon i don't know i don't know what the yeah, right answer is i don't know what the right answer is either but i think I was surprised that Phaedra didn't have more of a reaction to Bergie. And that's kind of comes up in this episode. Trishel mentions later too, like your, your lack of reactions are like kind of weird to me. Like I was surprised that she didn't have, she should have put on like the waterworks about Bergie. Like she should have done, she's dramatic about everything. Where was it with this murder? Yeah. And then I was like thinking to myself, like you earlier in the series were called too dramatic for yelling, not my Bergalicious. Yeah, and then when it yeah. actually happens, you, you didn't don't say anything. say anything. That's weird. That's weird. Back to another I, Valentine someone made. It was roses yeah. are red, violets are blue. Oh no, not Ekin Sue. And it was like a picture <laughs> of Ekin <just> screaming. <laughs> I love that so much. Why didn't you send me that for Valentine's Day? Oh my gosh. Well, we should have talked about it because. Lana got me great Valentine's Day presents this um year and but we can't talk about it because her Valentine's Day present isn't isn't in the mail yet. So or it's in the mail but hasn't it hasn't arrived yet. That's what I mean. I actually but, like um, we we can talk yeah. about it because I gave great gifts. Yeah. <laughs> Lana found a Harry Styles bookmark. It's which was just the most random and beautiful thing that's ever existed. And then I kind of like, if you didn't believe before that your phone is listening to you, um, Lana told me that Amazon like suggested the next present to her, which was somehow a combination of penguins, my favorite animal, and a joke about like, how you're my favorite person to bitch with is that ex- i don't remember the exact saying on it and it's a journal with like penguins on it <laughs> like it was truly 
I didn't Google it. I didn't look up a single thing. It popped up as a recommenda- recommendation and it was, it's two penguins who like are sharing a scarf and it says like, you're my favorite bitch to bitch about witches with. I was like, what did you search to find this journal? And she said, nothing. Like it just showed up. I typed in, I think the only thing I typed in was Galentine's and that popped up and I was like, that's a sign. Um, there's no way that I, that could not enter my cart immediately. And the Harry Styles notebook popped up. And also, I just saw a picture of Harry Styles today with his new hair. It's good. I haven't seen it. Oh, I should send it to you. Now that he has hair, the bald look was Yeah, I was oh, like, horrifying. I, need, I need the bald look out of my head. So, like, I'm glad that no. he has hair again. But, like, comparatively speaking, your Galentine's present is not as cool. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> It is not penguins bitching about bitching on a journal, but I am really proud of your birthday present. I, I'm really proud of it. So I I'm going to pick that one up tomorrow, but I can only hope that you can bring in the penguin notebook to like take notes about your Gen Z clients when, um, <laughs> I would get fired. Oh my God. I know. But it also was like, you know, Serena has joked about the, the notebook. Serena didn't have a notebook for the first, I don't know, 20 episodes of this podcast. She would just write down random things on like a piece of copy paper. It clips to a clipboard with like a dirty pencil. So it was also now tying that options. in. I have options. Yeah, now we have multiple. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, back to Trader. So Trishelle and her <laughs> ITM, she knows. She's like, I know yeah. that it's Phaedra and Parvati. Like, She's basically working on convincing her full clique to vote Phaedra this week. Um, and of course, they're in their super secret armory, which is the room behind the bookshelf that <laughs> CT found. And they're just like having this little like meeting of the minds. And all of a sudden, the reason why this is funny, the reason why Trishelle is on to Phaedra, she's like, have y'all noticed that she has a twitch in her eye? <laughs> and they're like, Wait, yeah, that's totally reasonable. Like she's, she's not. Phaedra does have a twitch. She's not. If Phaedra twitches or she's like squinting. She might need new contacts. Um, mm, but the right okay. eye, or maybe to one of her eyeballs does like a little bit of a twitch um when yeah. she's like a little bit nervous. Um yeah. and then this was one of the weirder moments, and I want your take on it, was Parvati and Peter, who have <gasps> not been friends, who have been enemies this entire time. Peter is like uh, trying to work with her. And trying to convince her to vote for Phaedra. And they're like in the kitchen and they're like, I think he was like channeling his bachelor bedroom eyes. Again, I thought they were going to This is the, Lana, have you looked at my tweets? No, I was on vacation. She, I don't look at tweets, so I don't spoil my it for tweets. myself. Okay. Yeah. So again, if you don't listen to our bachelor episodes, Lana did this earlier when we were recording where she's like this is how i think and i was like and then she like direct quoted one of my tweets she's doing it again because oh. this is what i tweeted why do i think pilot pete was going to kiss poverty when he asked her for a hug after their meeting just out of routine it was just like chemistry was like off the chain i was like what? it was so weird like he was like so flirty and i said it last episode and you thought i was crazy and now this episode you're on the train of like the weird showman showman's of it was peter weird. and poverty i was like oh, poverty and cheese and peter i don't think 
um sweet nums would like that like relationship very much nums would not approve she would not approve of parmesan cheese but like i thought he was basically just trying to flirt his way into getting what he wanted and what's weird is that was also parmesan cheese's idea so then it was almost like a weird like it was too much it felt a little bit like um when phoebe was like flirting with Chandler trying to get him to admit he was with Monica and it's like this is gonna go too far like I'm flirty and then he was like I'm flirty and then they were both like oh my gosh what are we doing that's how I felt like I felt like they were both like who's gonna call it before this weird flirting gets too far and neither of them did and then he's like can I have a hug it was weird it's very weird yeah and the way they hugged anyone else the way that Parmesan cheese talks is just like I don't know it just it the whole thing is weird and she does the same thing on survivor she like she's very flirty with like her social game and obviously so is peter and it just you're right it was just like too much energy happening at each other i was just like what is they're about to make out we really haven't like i need an actual showmance to happen on the traders where someone's actually making out like and phaedra i'm surprised they haven't close they're getting there I see it. They're getting there. Um, I did think this was funny. Speaking about Parmesan cheese's voice, Kate is talking to people and she's like, have you all noticed that like Parfrey, she like has like the yoga voice and she's talking about like Bikram yoga, like hot yoga and how miserable it is. And she's like, those yoga teachers are always convincing you to stay in hell, like to stay in hot yoga longer. She's like, we can't trust her. (laughs) That was so true though. Like I truly understood exactly what she was saying. Like yoga voice is a different voice. Yeah. She has yoga voice. It is. Um, Let's get into the admission because it was a thing of nightmares. I was so confused by like everything going on. I was so confused. There was so much going on. So they're at this random cabin in, you know, Alan's forest by the castle. I don't know. And there's just like apparently some notorious big brother player named Dr. Will, who's like sitting outside who does look like Sherlock Holmes, um, outside of this house and just like making weird comments. And essentially this whole cabin is like an escape room and there's tunnels that they have to like escape through. Yeah. But then there's also bugs happening and the lights don't work. So they have to like half of them have to like go search for gold for the prize for the prize pot um, in the tunnels. And then half of them have to like direct them with a map in the house but the weird thing is it's like the lights so the people in the house are controlling the lights the lights only work in one spot at a time so they either work in the tunnels or they work in the house and both like both places are getting just like annihilated with like there's like spiders dropping there's worms shooting like there's like liquid flying there's rats (sighs) what in the world who thought this up also why does this random man from big brother get to just show up in like a cape and then like just do this film and then walk out and he doesn't have to play? i didn't understand that at what all was the point of that? i was so confused like i was like he can't be iconic enough to be just like a i don't know who don't he know, is a cameo like why is he a cameo i it was weird i don't know I was confused it was I'm surprised that they haven't had, like, one of the other hosts from the show. The, you know, Jeff Prost from Survivor. Oh, that would like, be funny. Um, Yeah, like, 
the Julie, whatever her name is from Big Brother, like some of the like Andy Cohen from All the Housewives. Like it would be funny if we had some other other hosts coming in. I'm sorry, Jesse Palmer. Andy Cohen on Traders. Please. He should facilitate the reunion. He really should. But they are just like they they lose money for every person they don't get out, and then they're basically they're basically like navigating these tunnels in the dark, and And it's like like, nasty shit. It's like fear factor. The thing that was wildest to me was they also lose money if the people in the house just leave the house because they can't stand being in the house anymore. Before you know it. Kevin is alone in the house. Like there's the people are all still in the tunnels because they're forced to be like, they literally can't get out of the tunnels if they wanted to. Yeah. And meanwhile, the people in the house are just like dropping like flies being like, I can't. MJ quit. They have to yell haggis when they want to quit. MJ quits. Phaedra quits. Kate quits. And the funniest thing is like the last person standing with Kevin before he's alone is Sheree. (laughs) she's just like sheree is always clueless like i saw the best tweet it was like if sheree got recruited to be a trader she'd show up to like the breakfast with like her lantern and her cape i was like yes sheree is like screaming and she's just getting like pummeled she's getting like shot with worms (laughs) like these worms just at her at such a high speed there's worms there's roaches and like i was okay with her quitting because she was just it was they were coming for her i don't know who was shooting them at her but it was a lot happening to sheree and then she's like i'm out i quit and then kevin is just not smart enough to do this by himself <laughs> he can't nag like, can't tell them someone comes he's, like to help walkie-talkie me. yeah he's like I don't know. he's like they have like two minutes left to like find this golden escape and he's like decides to yell at everybody in the tunnels like i'm I don't know what to do. And they're like, leave the lights on, Kevin. That's what you do. Leave <laughs> <laughs> lights on and shut up. <laughs> leave the lights on. So it's funny because like they like squirm out of this tunnel. Yeah. It no. Made no sense to me that Kevin was like, I need someone to come back so I can get out. I'm like, but yeah. how does the He's other like, person get out? He's like, I can't walkie talkie and hold the lights at the same time. <laughs> it was so confusing. I don't so, like know. CT goes to help him. I was I, the sequence of events was very confusing to me on like the last like two minutes of this challenge. I was very confused. But like I know. the funny part escapes. was Cherie, Cherie <sighs> and Phaedra trying to get like bugs off of Cherie. Oh, they're like, no, there's a roach. Like flicking them off of each other. It was so funny. They're like, there's another one on you. Like they were, they were panicking. John escapes with some gold. He was in the tunnels, which is the funniest thing ever to me. Um. He escapes with, like, a big gold coin. CT, like, he pretends that he, like, doesn't have the gold. And he says, um, because they were like, do you have a snake in your pants? And he's like, I have a snake in my pants. And also a gold coin. (laughs) He has a couple of good lines. He also gives Trishel the shield. Like, he found the shield in the tunnels and says, like, Trishel, there's the shield. Do you want it? Do you need it? And goes on to be like, you know, she was mad at me last last night or, like, when she when I didn't light her torch. So this is like, I guess we're friends again. Like, here's your shield. Like, CT <laughs> just so doesn't, funny. he doesn't care. Like, CT just no, he, does not care. And Trishel no, is and like, his name oh my gosh, never comes up. me. Like, save me. I need a shield. Oh. And so CT's like, here you go. All right, are we good now? Like, are we good? 
It's the funniest game. They have to, like, make up to each other to, like, that we're friends again. Um, but, yeah, Trishel gets the shield, which is good for her, I guess. Um, I thought this was funny. We're, like, back at the house. And they win a little bit of money. They don't win it all. Um, oh, they also and do back that at the thing. Ha- Sorry. They do that thing where Peter's like, don't tell anyone who got the shield. You're oh, my gosh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Playing that game again. Back at- Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Poverty... Parmesan cheese and John. She's like, I need to make a connection with John. And again, I don't understand this because this member a few weeks ago, Peter was like, John is important to the faithfuls. And I'm like, why is he the mascot? Like, I will never understand that. And CT and like CT saved him in the torch ceremony because he's like, you know, John matters. And you're like, but why? Why? I don't understand. It's so it weird will to me. Never make sense. And so she's like, let me try to she's like, I can't flirt with John, so what am I gonna do? I'm gonna cry. She starts crying. Yep. Fake crying to John. I know. She's like, I've been masking I've been masking my feelings and emotions. And like for the last year and a half she like trauma dumps on on John, trying to endear him. And I wrote, why are we treating John like he's Yoda? Like, I don't understand why he's, like, the holiest person. That, like, if you win John, you win them all. It's because they didn't read the documentation about the, uh, about John being a bully and getting fired from his job. That's why. They don't know. They don't know what we know about John. That John, it's not even allegedly. It was proven. Proven. Holy his staff. We will not let you forget that, campers. <laughs> I know. Truly, don't forget. He's a bully in the House of Commons. Yeah. Um, and then everyone else is kind of like milling about, and they are like a lot of people are throwing Phaedra's name out, and then they kind of like cut to Phaedra, and she has like no clue. She's like, I don't think anybody's talking about me. Like, I think I'm totally fine. Like, she's just kind of clueless at this point. Um, and I think I think this is when we're yeah this is when we're back at we are at the round table and it's very tense and Trishel like comes out kind of swinging at Phaedra and Phaedra's just doing her squint twitch a little bit Kevin's there with another deep V and Uh one of my favorite lines comes from Kevin and he looks at Phaedra and he goes maybe he looks at her and he goes have you always grown up with twitches (laughs) um Lana I kid you not another quote that I tweeted. I just like it was such a crazy ass line and she was like no like what was the um, question i would like you to know i tweeted have you grown up with twitches and i said kevin yes i did with a gif of the twitches movie tia tamara Maori dancing such a good one yes kevin i did grow up with twitches the only twitches that matter tia and tamara that's a good one that's a good one um also, John comes out with one-liners this time, too, and he's like, she could be a duch... Talking about poverty. Could she be a duchess of deception? I'm like, this is Alan shop. A duchess of deception or a mistress of murder? Like, and then he points do, out... Do you think John is trying to take Alan's job? He's coming through his, for his neck. John is gossip girl. I'm convinced. That is John. <laughs> I actually think it's an interesting thing that he points out. Thank you, John, for bringing your brain cells to this round table. He points out that she did not plead her case when they did that weird torch thing um, a couple episodes ago. And he's like, well, she didn't plead her chance, her, like, plead her case, basically, as to why we should save her because she never needed to because she's not scared because she's a traitor. And I was like, 
Uh, that's actually a valid point. Very so true. Yeah. Plus one, plus one for John. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's Phaedra who reveals, reveals, she's like, there's a backdoor deal happening. Peter and Poverty are working together. <laughs> and everyone's like kind of shooketh by this because this reveals that like Peter pretty much lied to the faithfuls because Peter never told any of his his pals, his clique, that he was working with Poverty or had even had a conversation. Um which is interesting because up to this point, everybody thinks that everyone's voting for Phaedra and he's kind of like changing his tune a little bit here. Um, Kate points out that Peter just like, again, this is, she kind of goes, and I love Kate. She goes in like, well, how come you're so hardcore? Like, you know, how so hard on poverty, so calm, like came for her all the time. You were always pointing her out, blah, blah, blah. And then you've just like kind of flipped and then she says, you know, Dan is your only reason that you all think Phaedra because Dan threw out Phaedra's name at the end. But like Kate says it, she's like, Dan was obviously like not, she, he sucked at this game. He's not here anymore. <laughs> oh God, that was so good. I'm like, I loved it because Kate was so funny. And then I hated it because she was wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm like, Kate, you have some really great lines. And if you were right, this would be iconic. But like, you're not. So it's like Yeah, Trishel's absolutely right in this whole thing, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. Um and it's hard because I find myself like rooting for Phaedra and a little bit for yeah. Parmesan cheese, like rooting for the traitors and then also rooting for the faithfuls. I don't know. I'm just like That makes it good. I it's hard. And I think, you know, Parvati kind of didn't do great on this round table, but everyone yeah. pretty much everyone votes for Phaedra or Parvati. Um and it's down Every, to the CT. No other votes right yeah no other names were thrown out one of them yeah the last two to vote are ct and kate they both vote for parmesan cheese um Um, and but ct has another great line or another great line at the voting he says my um he said i can't banish somebody who has lit my torch oh and and that's like his reason for not (laughs) voting for phaedra Oh my gosh, long goes back to this freaking torch lighting. Oh my gosh, but like they gave us so much because we all know a torch has two meanings. But like what I oh, also can't told get us over. That last episode. Right. So like here's the other thing is that on Twitter, everybody got a screenshot of this. Like I'm going to show you. I know this is an audio podcast, so you can't see it. But it's like CT kissing oh, kiss Phaedra on the cheek. On the cheek. And I, I watched missed that. the whole episode and I missed it. And you're telling me you missed it too. I literally, like, everybody was tweeting it saying, still can't believe this is the first Traders showman's, like, yada yada. And I tweeted and said, can someone give me the timestamp? I missed it somehow. And yeah. the only response I get is other people being like, me too. Yes, please. But, like, no one's given it to me. <laughs> like, where's the timestamp? Yeah, I missed the timestamp. I, I would have noted that. Um, yeah. So Parmesan Cheese didn't wear her. Kiss. Yeah, Parmesan Cheese didn't wear her lucky headband crown, so that's why she, she's out, I guess. Um, but now it is down to just Phaedra, which is hilarious. Um, we go to the ITMs, and Kevin again, not so smart, Kevin, but Kevin's just like, now I really have to question Pilot Pete. Like he's my guy, but I don't trust him because he changed his vote. Like whatever. So I think it was a terrible move on Peter's end because it obviously backfired. <laughs> But, like it backfired, but if you think about it, you know he's not a traitor. Like it's just I know, like, but don't be stupid. You know, I the know, first thing I know, you can but say about Peter is he's a messy faithful. But like you know, he he's is a messy, messy, 
He is messy faithful. And Sandra's just like, she's like, Peter has traitor behavior. Like he's lying to his faithfuls. And I'm like, ooh, ooh. he kind of does. Like it's not looking great. I know he's not a traitor, but like it's kind of looking mm. like that. The best is we're in the turret and it is just mm-hmm. Phaedra and um, her fairy godmother, Alan, who comes in and tells her <laughs> he is the fairy godmother. <laughs> Ellie Gold. Okay, like you either you recruit like you recruit someone or that if that person declines, like they're automatically out like murdered out of the game. Yeah. And I think she makes the best choice because she says that she wants to pick Kate and she knows that Kate is never going to decline that invitation. Oh no. I mean Kate has been wanting to see the turret for forever. But also like I was very upset that she picked Kate because as I said in a previous episode, I I laid out this whole fantasy of CT meeting her in the turret and like it turned into a romance novel. And so I was very upset she didn't pick CT. I also think like Peter would have been a good choice because like he gets murdered. Or you're stuck, or he's stuck helping you. So I yeah. I liked Kate because I think Kate would make a great trader. But this far in the game, was Kate a good idea? I don't know. See, it's like Kate is so, I think Kate might be a good trader because she's so obviously a villain that it's just like it's too on the nose. People are like, that's just how she is, you know? True. So I'm interested to see how long she can stay concealed. But, and I think she will play with Phaedra but we only have two more episodes left so I'm interested to see how far it's gonna get because if Phaedra chose Peter I'm pretty sure he would have gotten voted out in the next episode and then she probably would be getting all the money you know what I mean right right now she's gonna split the money with with Kate if she wins she's gonna split it or she could have split it with CT her lover like I just don't they could have started their life together (laughs) although like it's like not that much money that they have in the prize pot they have like (laughs) A little over 100K, and they're supposed to have, like, 250. Right. They didn't do very well this year. No. Like, part of it is you have to be kind of good at the challenges because then you get the money. But I do like the choice of Kate. I think she'll be funny. Like, I really like Kate's personality. I think she's hilarious. Um, I'm interested to see. I think they'll probably come for Pete. My guess is for who gets murdered next is probably Peter. Yeah. Or it needs to be Trishel because she's the ringleader. But she has the shield, so she can't be. Do they get to murder someone tonight? Because the, um, the I think if she accepts before that happens, mm. before they actually get to meet together, because it ends with her like showing up to the jail cell that's supposedly in the oh, yes, and being, like she's in the dungeon. I have to go to the dungeon, and she's like, "What?" And then she like walks up to the dungeon and like calls the jailer by name. I don't remember what his name was, and was like, "What are we doing here?" Like she's just so confused. I know she's like, "Can you at least bring me a drink?" I thought that was funny. Um. I- <laughs> I don't know, because if they recruit, maybe they don't murder that night, or they rec- yeah, re- murder with their new recruit. Yeah. I don't know. Clear. So that's how it, like, ends. We have no idea. No idea. Yeah. But they Such a good episode, though. I love this people. one. So this, yeah. No. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. So if you're not watching Traders, well, first of all, thank you for listening to eight episodes of a show you haven't watched. Second of all, <laughs> what are you doing? Please watch. Thank it's you. It's a show. We, it's like I'm overwhelmed. We have Traders, which is ending soon, but then we have Love is Blind is out, and I'm hearing really good things. We're going to watch it. It's just we need to, like, catch up on our old ones before we can sit down and, like, devote ourselves to another show. To a new thing. Um, yeah. But we will be doing it. But I've heard really good things that's giving people, like, those early season vibes, which were so good. Like, last season we was so sad since, like, literally no one ended up together. So 
Right. Yeah, it wasn't great. So like, hopefully this is a better season. I have, I've tried really hard to get away from spoilers on, um, Me too. on Twitter, but like I have seen some spoilers, but they don't like make sense. I've just seen like tweets being like, oh my gosh, something about a girl looking like Megan Fox, but not looking like Megan Fox. Who doesn't something. look like her at all, apparently. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That's so, the only thing Twitter's actually spoiled for me, but, like, it sounds same. great. Can't wait. That's the extent of it. And I know it's a good season because my brother texted me and was like, let's talk about Love is Blind. <laughs> it was like, Lucas. <laughs> Lucas. Okay. Also, if you're still listening, if you're still listening, I just need you to know that for once, like in the brother war, like Nate versus Lucas, because my brother's name is Nate, Lana's is Lucas. Lucas just now followed our Instagram account. I got a notification being like, Lucas is following Camp Reality. And I was like, excuse me? My brother Nate was on, like one of the first five followers. Like, I'm telling you, Lucas, the way that I have begged my family to follow and all that stuff, my parents are clueless. My mom's like, how's your blog going? I'm like, mom, it's not a blog. But, uh, <laughs> but yes, he's following now. And I don't know, Lucas reaching out to me about Love is Blind is, is you know, amazing for our sibling relationship. And it gives me, I mean, if Lucas is entertained, I'm going to be you know, over the moon with it. Great. So great. I'm excited about it. But anyways, campers, love you. Have a fabulous so week and yeah. talk to you later. Bye. Bye.